Hello, friends, and welcome to the PrepWell podcast. I'm your host, Phil Black. And if you have an 8th, 9th, or 10th grader with big aspirations, like the Ivy League or military service academies like West Point, ROTC, or athletic scholarships, boom, you've come to the right place. My specialty, my superpower, if you will, is preparing families for these competitive programs. I'll teach you what your child should do, when they should do it, and how you can help. So stick around and prepare to out-prepare. Hello, friends, and welcome to the show. As we get toward the end of the year, I thought I would go back and review the hundreds of video lessons that I've delivered to prep wellers across the country so far this year, across all of our plans, pathway, IV, military, and athlete, and across 9th, 10th, and 11th grades, and lay them all out in front of me and comb through them and try to distill the top 10 things that your 9th, 10th, or 11th grader should have done this year. These are not nice-to-haves, or if you get around to it, these are directives. These are must-dos. I've cut away as much meat from the bone as possible. The truth is, some students and parents out there claim that they are too busy to keep up with what's happening in the world of college admissions. This even applies to some prep wellers, both students and parents, who aren't always 100% current on their lessons. Even though most of my videos are only three to five minutes long per week. Now, between you and me, are people really too busy to carve out three to five minutes per week to learn how to manage one of the most important transitions in their child's life? Maybe. They must have a pretty demanding life if they can't spare three to five minutes per week. Nevertheless, Busyness is a thing. I get it, whether it's real or perceived. So I'm going to do my best to help out right now. I've also heard from people who say, Phil, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. I don't have time for anything else. I don't have time to read. I don't have time to watch. I don't have time to listen. Just tell me what my child needs to know and what my child needs to do, and I'll see to it that they do it. Well, if you're a parent, as we all know, this is easier said than done. And at this point, most of us know that to do this college admissions thing well, that it takes a coordinated effort among several players. At a minimum, the child, the parent, and Preppel Academy. You could add in there coaches and other mentors and tutors and teachers and guidance counselors. But the bare minimum, the great triumvirate, is a parent, a child, and prep well. With this in mind, I am about to share with you what every 9th, 10th, and 11th grader should have done between June and December of this year, the first half of the academic year. I will give you these 10 directives by grade, 9th, 10th, and 11th grade, and a short explanation as to why each of these directives is so essential. If your child is a prep weller who's been keeping up with their videos for the last few months, this will be old news to them. They will have heard this, ideally, and taken action, and they're on their way. They are my superstars. If you're a parent of a prep weller who hasn't quite kept up 
with the weekly lessons? Well, now you will learn the top 10 things that I've been directing your child to do since June. Yes, this is just the tip of the iceberg, but very well worth noting. And hint, hint, it might be a good idea for you to check in with your child to see how they're doing with these directives. If you're a parent who has not yet, for whatever reason, enrolled their child in Preppel Academy, you're about to learn the top 10 things that your child should have been doing for the last five or six months. Not everything, just the absolute bare minimum. The don't bother getting out of bed in the morning if you haven't done these things yet things. Maybe they're all over it. Maybe your child will be 10 for 10. Maybe they knew all of this already and they're on top of it. That would be great. In my experience, it would also be next to impossible. My suggestion is to check in with them. If they haven't done many of these things, there may be time to recover if they get cracking now. On the other hand, for some of these items, the train may have already left the station. And maybe this goes without saying at this point, but if your child is not yet enrolled in Preppel Academy, why don't you enroll them in the new year to ensure that they and you are up to speed on these developments before it's too late? So let's get started with ninth grade. And by the way, if you have a 10th or 11th grader, please feel free to skip ahead further along on the podcast when I will address those years specifically. Let's go on to freshmen, ninth graders. Again, these are the top 10 things your ninth grader should have done over the last five to six months. Number one, has your ninth grader gotten good grades? Hopefully this is an obvious one, but you'd be surprised how many ninth graders think that grades don't matter yet, or they think they'll have plenty of time to recover if they start off slowly, or they assume that ninth grade will be an extension of eighth grade with the same expectations and workload and time commitment, and assume that since they got A's in eighth grade, that they'll magically get A's in ninth grade too. Au contraire, that is not always the case. Or... They don't realize that grades, and by extension their GPA, will be the single most important factor when they apply to college. They need to know this. Number two, has your ninth grader found the right friend group? Wow, is this an understatement for high school freshmen? High school is all about identity and fitting in and validation, and friends play a big role in these dynamics. Who has your ninth grader decided to hang out with, to latch onto. Are they athletes? Thespians, theater types, smart kids, dorky kids, video gamers, the goth kids, the stoners, who your child hangs around with will have long-standing impact. Make sure that you have a very good handle on who they associate with and whether this is a good thing or a bad thing. And there are some students who can move between or among different groups, that's okay. Some students have their academic friends and their lunchroom friends. There are plenty of these types of permutations to consider. You just don't want your ninth grader locking in with a questionable friend group without you even knowing about it. Number three, has your ninth grader built strong study habits? Once again, this is all about locking into good habits early on. Where does your child study? What's the environment like? 
Do they blast music in their ears while they're trying to do their math problem sets? Are they staying up late at night? Does homework come before or after social media and video games and Netflix? Are they preparing for tests and papers well ahead of time? Are their notebooks in order? Have they developed a study schedule yet? These are skills that someone must teach them and teach them now. Number four, has your ninth grader experimented with extracurriculars? Many ninth graders feel intimidated to join a club or an organization right off the bat. They feel like they're the low man or the low woman on the totem pole. They figure they have plenty of time to get involved later on. They'll take ninth grade off and come back next year starting to think about clubs. Well, I strongly advocate that ninth graders use their first year of high school to get a taste for different extracurriculars. Let's see if they're still competitive in sports. Maybe they should try to get a low-level position in student government to see if they like that community and that vibe. Get them involved in theater or robotics or whatever interests them. I don't want them to take the year off. They don't realize, and maybe you as a parent don't realize, that from a college application perspective, high school is only three years. I've talked about this many times in blogs and prior episodes, prior podcast episodes, because senior year is a formality. Most people think of high school as four years. It's really three years when it comes to college admissions. What your child does in ninth, 10th, and 11th grade is all that matters to colleges. So taking 33% of that time off is a bad strategy if they want to be a competitive applicant down the road. Number five, has your ninth grader audited their social media activity? I won't dwell on this because there are so many different angles to take, but somebody, whether it's me or you or both, somebody must alert them many times over of the pitfalls associated with social media what to do, what not to do, what to look out for. It's a world that is completely out of control, and students need to be made aware of what's happening out there so they're not taken by surprise, and they do not make one of today's four life-altering mistakes. Number six, has your ninth grader checked their email daily? This is one of the top habits that I drum into freshmen inside Preppel Academy. We all know that ninth graders are unfamiliar and generally disinclined to check email. However, this is a very important habit to get into, and it starts early in the game. Down the road, there can be serious consequences for students who are not staying on top of their email game. Number seven, has your ninth grader met their guidance counselor? Most guidance counselors are mandated to have at least one meeting with the new crop of ninth graders. This is usually a formality. It's usually in the beginning of the year, and it's to ensure that students are taking the right classes to get them to graduation. Prepwellers, however, they know that this is not where the best students stop. The best students will make an extra effort to get to know their guidance counselor during the year. And of course, I provide a lot of coaching on how and when to do this inside Preppel Academy. The Prepwellers in the know understand that the student guidance counselor relationship will be very important in a few years, and they begin to cultivate that relationship early. Number eight, has your ninth grader thought about their angle? 
most ninth graders have no idea about what colleges expect, what the requirements are, where they might fit in. The fitting in piece is what we call an angle. What angle might they take to differentiate themselves from their peers? Freshmen have no clue about how competitive certain colleges are or how motivated certain students are. They don't know how to think about what piece of the college puzzle they may represent. And given how quickly time goes by, the sooner students understand what this means for them, the better. Number nine, has your ninth grader considered their aspirations? I'm always surprised how few of the ninth graders that I work with claim that no one has ever asked them what they want to do someday. They have no idea what they even aspire to. And by aspire to, I don't mean that they need to know their profession or their career or what college per se they need to go to. But I think it's important for them to get a feel of what type of person they want to be down the road. Are they interested in excelling and taking it slow and easy or just blending in with everybody else? They should start thinking about where they fit on the aspiration continuum, if you will, right now. Number 10, has your ninth grader explored their interests? Ninth grade is the perfect time to explore their interests. Do they like robotics or books or singing or sports? Are they using the resources of the school to explore these interests? Do these interests lie outside of the school? How can they cast a wide net to figure out what will inspire them for the next few years? Of course, we cover all of these topics and more inside Preble Academy. Here's the bottom line. If you want your ninth grader to be competitive in the college admissions process down the line, they should have been made aware multiple times from multiple people of each and every one of these topics at a minimum. I suggest that you rewind this podcast, re-listen to these 10 directives, and make a mental note as to how many of these things your child has been made aware of. If your child is a prep weller, they should have all of this stuff down pat, easy day. If your child is not a prep weller and they're not up to speed on these basics, then I suggest that you enroll them like right now. Okay, let's move on to 10th graders. Again, these are the top 10 things your 10th grader should have done over the last five to six months. Number one, has your 10th grader maintained strong grades? I know I must say this a few times in every podcast, but grades are likely the number one factor when it comes to college admissions. And I won't go into all the nitty details about why right now. I've addressed this many times in my blog and other podcasts. Suffice it to say that it's important that your 10th grader doesn't fall into the sophomore slump, doesn't start to fade on their grades. Remember, they only have three years worth of grades that matter when it comes to their GPA, 9th, 10th, and 11th. They can't afford to fall asleep at the switch and take a year off. They must keep those grades up. Number two, has your 10th grader advocated for themselves? By this time in your child's life, they should be taking control of their relationships with adults. If they feel like their Spanish test was unfair, great, have them take it up with their Spanish teacher. If they aren't being challenged in math class, 
Awesome. Have them set up a meeting with their guidance counselor to discuss their options. Maybe they're not getting enough playing time on the basketball team. Have them pull their coach aside and ask for some tips on how to improve and how to get back on the floor. I know this is not easy, but it's time. It's time to let our children fight their own battles. This is a very important phase in their personal growth. They need to believe that they can make things happen on their own without mom or dad coming to the rescue. Number three, has your 10th grader refined their study habits? In most cases, expectations in sophomore year will be higher than they were freshman year. So it stands to reason that your child should up their game when it comes to their study habits. What they may have gotten away with last year may not fly this year. They may need to carve out more time for studying or better organize their computer, their files, their folders, so they can more easily track their documents or not do their homework while scrolling through their Instagram feed. That may not fly anymore. They need to recognize that it's time to refine and upgrade their study habits, and to do it now. Number four, has your 10th grader started using a wall calendar? Most teenagers aren't particularly skilled at long-term planning. Most teens will plan, I don't know, one day in advance, two days in advance at most. They usually refer to a calendar on their phone, which is very limited in terms of visuals, so they can often miss the bigger picture. Inside Preppel Academy, I advocate for my students to put up a large wall calendar in their bedroom so they can see it, they can mark it up and highlight important dates in the future. I'm talking about three months, six months, nine months out into the future. Things like the PSAT, a big soccer tournament, the state debate championships, or a summer internship application deadline. The best way to help teens get over their short-term orientation is to put something in front of them that they can see with their eyeballs. Number five, has your 10th grader created a LinkedIn profile? Now, I'm not going to go into much detail on this now because I just devoted an entire episode, the very last episode, to creating a LinkedIn profile. If you like, please go back, listen to that episode if you haven't already, Needless to say, by sophomore year, your child should have, at a minimum, a LinkedIn account with a few important and relevant entries. Number six, has your 10th grader taken on a leadership role? Last year, as a freshman, I encouraged your child to, at a minimum, get involved in some type of extracurricular activity or activities, whether a sport or a club or an organization. This year as a sophomore, their goal should have been to land some type of leadership role. It doesn't have to be the president of a group or a club, but it should be something other than just a participant or a member, something that gives them some level of responsibility or accountability or oversight of others. Number seven, has your 10th grader narrowed down their extracurriculars. While ninth grade was the time to experiment with different extracurriculars, this year it's time to narrow down extracurriculars that they're actually interested in and involved in. I've seen too many students 
who maintain their involvement in five, six, seven, eight different clubs. And in each club, they're simply members because they're spread so thin that they can't take on any leadership. They don't have the time. They're just bopping from, from one club to the next. They spend most of their time simply showing up to meetings and not really doing anything. It's time to start winnowing down the extracurriculars that they're actually interested in. Number eight, has your 10th grader updated their angle? By now, it would be nice if your child has a better idea of what type of angle they may be tracking. Do they see themselves ultimately taking on the role of an academic or an athlete or a leader or a STEM person or a performing artist? How is their identity shaping up? Number nine, has your 10th grader aligned their behaviors with their ambitions? Once your child begins to decide how ambitious they want to be, it's time for them to start aligning their behavior with those ambitions. For example, if your 10th grader claims that they're an athlete and they're on a mission to play Division I sports in college and maybe even earn a scholarship of some kind, are they exhibiting the behaviors that would align with such claims? Or are they just parroting what they see on Instagram and what their friends say and assuming that if they talk about it enough that it'll happen? Number 10, has your 10th grader refined their interests? As your child develops, their interests will likely vary. Last year as a freshman, maybe they were into baseball. Then, after getting cut from the freshman team, they realize that maybe there's more to life than baseball and they start getting interested in robotics or coding in sophomore year. Great. Their interests are evolving. It's important to help your child deal with these starts and stops and to support them along that journey. Okay, so what's the takeaway here? If you want your 10th grader to be competitive in the college admissions process down the line, they should have been made aware multiple times from multiple people of each and every one of these topics at a minimum. In fact, by this time in sophomore year, 50% of their body of work that colleges care about is already over. 18 months from now, they will be applying to college and whatever they've done, they've done. That's it. So I suggest that you rewind this podcast, re-listen to these 10 directives, and make a mental note as to how many of these things your 10th grader has been made aware of. If your child is a prep weller, they should have all this stuff down pat. This has become part of their education, part of their weekly homework, if you will, and there should be no surprises. If your child is not a prep weller, and they're not up to speed on these basics, I suggest you enroll them like now. Remember, six months from now, your sophomore will no longer be eligible to enroll in Preppel Academy. We close registration after 10th grade for any students who are not yet enrolled. A student cannot enroll in Preppel Academy starting in 11th or 12th grade. It's too late by then. And finally, let's move on to 11th graders. Again, these are the top 10 things your 11th grader should have done over the last five to six months. Number one, has your 11th grader maintained strong grades? 
This is a given. 11th grade is the single most important year for grades. Colleges know that it's the toughest academic year of all the years, and they want to see how your child will respond. They know that your child has had two years to figure out how high school works. And 11th grade is the time to strut their stuff. It's time for them to hammer their classes. Number two, has your 11th grader used their PSAT results to map out a plan for the SAT or ACT? The PSAT or the practice SAT is often a very good leading indicator of how well your child will do on the real thing, meaning the real SAT or ACT. Has your child used their PSAT score as a catalyst to, one, motivate themselves, or two, come up with a study plan, or three, to reevaluate the types of colleges that they should be considering given their score? Number three, has your 11th grader created a test-taking timeline? 11th grade is jam-packed with standardized tests. PSAT, SAT or ACT, SAT subject test, AP exams, final exams, projects. How is your 11th grader keeping everything straight? Well, they should have drawn up a test-taking timeline that lays out on their wall calendar exactly when they plan to take each of these tests, including backup dates, by the way, to ensure that they know when they are, when to start preparing, and to make sure that they can avoid any conflicts with other events that pop up on their calendar. Number four, has your 11th grader perfected their study habits? By 11th grade, your child's study habits should be very well defined. When, where, and how to study. They should all be set. They've had two years to test out different methods, to see what works and what doesn't work. And they should have been able to pick out those strategies that work best. Number five, has your 11th grader taken on a leadership role? 11th grade should be the perfect time to take on a challenging leadership position. Your child has had ninth and 10th grade to test the waters, to gain some seniority in different clubs or groups. And this year is their chance to step up their game. Next year is going to be too late. By the time school starts senior year, most applications will already be done and on their way. The time to act is now. Number six, has your 11th grader prepared for standardized tests? By 11th grade, your child should know what it takes to prepare for a standardized test, whether that's an SAT or an AP exam or an SAT subject test. If they don't, this would be a great time to figure it out. Depending on their ambition and their time and their commitment and resources, they must figure out what it takes to prepare and prepare well. Number seven, has your 11th grader identified two teachers to write them letters of recommendation? Most colleges will request letters of recommendation from two of your child's 11th grade teachers. So wouldn't it be a good idea to ensure that your child 
is identifying early two teachers who they will ask to write them a letter at the end of the year? Answer, yes. Number eight, has your 11th grader narrowed their extracurricular reach? By now, your 11th grader should have a very good idea of the extracurriculars that are moving the needle for them. No longer should they be wasting time going to random do-nothing Spanish club meetings that meet one time a month. It's time to dig into the extracurriculars that matter to them most. Number nine, has your 11th grader updated their angle? Has your child settled on what angle they expect to use in the application process? In other words, how will they present themselves to the admissions officers who are reading their application? Are they a generic applicant with a 4.13 GPA and a 1370 on the SAT who participated in a few clubs? Or have they carved out an angle for themselves that is unique and backed up by a body of work that supports that angle? Number 10, has your 11th grader realigned their ambitions with reality? At this point, with your child's GPA and an SAT or ACT score well in hand, they should have a very good idea of the types of colleges that they may get into. This may not be where they thought they would end up, for good or for bad. They may have had much higher hopes in the beginning that have since faded due to poor performance on the SAT or, or a flagging GPA, or the opposite might happen. They may have surprised themselves on the SAT and nailed their GPA and found a unique angle to use in the admissions process. Who knows? But by 11th grade, the die has been cast. It should become very clear where your child is headed by the end of this year. The next step is to put together a good list of target colleges that match their body of work over three years, their desires, and of course, your financial resources. That's all for 11th grade. I think it goes without saying, but I'll say it again. 11th grade can be a very stressful year, particularly if students don't know anything about the items that I just listed. Prepwellers, on the other hand, they've been walked through this process week by week, lesson by lesson, and there should be no surprises. Now, of course, this doesn't mean that there will be no stress, but it should greatly reduce the stress compared to what it could have been. If you've afforded your child the gift of a Preple Academy membership, congratulations. You've done yourself and your child a great service, and I hope it's paid off. Okay, folks, that's all I have for you today. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great end of year. I hope you found this episode valuable. If you did, please give us a quick review. It helps out a lot. If you know someone with an 8th grader, ninth grader, 10th grader, 11th grader in high school that might find this information helpful, please share the episode with them. Go to those three little dots. Click those dots. Look for the little box with the arrow coming out of the top of it and share it. Share it with somebody who might find it valuable to share is to care. If you have questions, comments, an idea for an upcoming episode, please reach out to me. You can do it by email. You can DM me on Instagram at prepwell underscore academy. Check out my blog. Check out my Facebook. Check out my LinkedIn. I'd love to hear from you. 
Until next week, goodbye, good luck, and never stop preparing. This podcast is brought to you by PrepWell Academy. PrepWell Academy is my one-of-a-kind online mentoring program that delivers to your ninth or 10th grader a short, highly relevant video from me every week, every Sunday, in fact, where I give them a heads up about what they should be thinking about to stay ahead of the game. To get these valuable lessons into your child's hands, please head over to PrepWellAcademy.com and enroll your child today.